Kay the Rebel. You can find the podcast show on only one social media platform, which is Instagram. The podcast page is TCBL Podcast, and my personal page is at Kay the Rebel. Questions, comments, inquiries, would like to do a collaboration, would like to be a part of the Black Owned Business segment. My email address is this can't single letter B L Y F E at gmail.com. Thank you so much to all of my faithful listeners who have been walking with me. And also, welcome, welcome, welcome if you are new here. Um, This week's episode is The Purge. And if you are new here, um, The Purge is just where I do not talk about just one topic only. I talk about whatever is on my mind or whatever I have an opinion about. So, um, yeah, I missed last week. Um, And... Yeah, episode 110, I really liked Raw and Unpolished. No one gave me any feedback. Um, I guess there really wasn't much much anything to say. It was just like an episode with me kind of being um, accountable, you know, for uh, some of the errors that I have made um, in, in dating and, and choosing men. But I kind of wish that I, I had some additional feedback or maybe like a male perspective. Um. I even talked about that, like, if I could do something else in podcasting, I would like to have a second podcast where I had a male co-host. I don't think I'd ever be interested in another female co-host, but yeah. Anyway, um, first I want to start off talking about um, a trip that I took this past weekend on Mother's Day weekend, which was to um, Chicago. Um, I went with my best friend, and I loved it. I wouldn't change a thing. Um, but actually, I'm lying. That wind was mad disrespectful to, to my hair. My hair was looking dry and dehydrated, but um, anyways. Um, it is definitely the windy city. I liked the fresh air in Chicago. Um, it just had a different smell to it. It wasn't like that stale New England um, air. Um, I stayed in the downtown area and, and I loved it. Um, I saw, you know, a lot of, uh, scenery or just walking around, um, downtown, which, which was a good area. Um, I did make my way down to the Navy Pier. I really enjoyed that. I went to this place called Margaritaville and I had three margaritas and they were called Long Weekend. Shout out to that bartender because he was, like, awesome. Um, I really liked the people there. Everyone was just so friendly. Nobody was rude like people from New England. Another observation that I made uh, while I was in The Shy was um, 
the family dynamic as far as black men. Like there were a lot of black men out there with their children and their ladies. And I thought that that was dope. Um, Chicago also has a lot of handsome men. I'm not really sure if I get what their fashion sense is. But yeah, um, but, but they are handsome. Um, the woman, on the other hand, uh, look a little rougher on the edges. It looks like they've they've been in the trenches. Absolutely. And it's funny because um, my best friend and I actually uh, got to talking uh, with someone while we were away. And um, we have to kind of quote him as verbatim as we can. We were just asking him, like, what was the dating culture, you know, out there? Because we saw that there were a lot of men out with their ladies and, and, and their and their kids. And we just wanted to know, like, what was it like for, like, the single people? Like, what was single culture like? And old boy was like, Chicago women act like niggas. They're not cooperative or lack many feminine traits. And that he had been turned off for them for a minute now. And I was like, oh, well, um... I guess I could see that. So when they say not to judge a, a book by its cover, yeah, a lot of them, um, if we were going to be judging them off of appearance and based off of what this this gentleman had to say, it it, it definitely would be aligned. Um, yeah, it's interesting to just go somewhere different and 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 hear what life is like for for them. Um. I actually returned from Chicago on Mother's Day, and I kind of wanted to take um, a brief moment to talk about Mother's Day. Um, this year, I kind of came to the realization that it's a tough day for a lot of people. You know, those who are children of, of an absent mother, meaning she didn't raise you or she wasn't there for you. It could be tough for those who have mothers and grandmothers who passed away. Um, it's tough for those that have suffered miscarriages or have lost their children in general. Um, mother's Day is, is a trigger for a lot of people. Um, and for me personally, I've never cared for Mother's Day. Um, and I kind of wish it didn't exist, to be honest. I usually... Uh, always give something to my mother and my grandmother and they usually always get me something but overall we do things for each other even when it's not mother's day i, I just i don't understand why we need to have one day out of the year i guess where it's a holiday or we should be acknowledged i always feel like a lot of those holidays are consumer driven, you know, for people to go out and, and spend money when we really should be loving on each other, appreciating each other, giving each other, you know, our flowers on, on even other days. And then um, it's also a day sometimes for people or certain mothers to feel unappreciative. And um, Masika from loving hip-hop actually went on a little rant on twitter and she said i'd be feeling so unappreciated and undervalued on mother's day from the people who are actually in my life y'all can take that mother's day text and go straight to hell with it this is my fifth mother's day and i've only ever received one mother's day gift in 2018 not even a dinner 
a massage, a gift, hell, a day off. On Mother's Day, I'm always on full mom duty. Let's normalize giving moms a damn break on Mother's Day. I want to go shopping and sip champagne today and do hood rat shit with my friends. The fuck? Um, Masika usually always is kind of a negative Nancy, but this is one time where I feel like her point is valid. Um, there are a lot of mothers that, that are unappreciated. Um, I didn't get happy Mother's Day, um, text or acknowledgement for either of my children's fathers. Not that I was expecting it to, but I kind of get where she's coming from. Especially when the father is not present, whether it's emotionally, spiritually, physically, and financially. You got a lot of fucking nerve not paying any type of fucking homage, honestly. Um, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's, it, it's always kind of been like that. So I don't really expect anything on, on Mother's Day, but I I can relate to what she's saying. This is one time where I don't think she's talking out of her ass just to get a reaction. She made a really valid point. Um, moving right along. Of course, um, Portia from Real Housewives of Atlanta has been making headlines um, since she's uh, engaged to this African man who is the husband. And I'm going to say... She, he is the husband because his divorce is not finalized. Husband of this woman, Fallon, or whatever, that made a few appearances on this past season of Real Housewives of Atlanta. I didn't tune into this season. However, of course, all the receipts and the the clips, you know, um, are, you know, circulating around. And I'm just going to say this. It's going to be very brief here. Portia. Not that you'll ever be listening, but you're dead wrong. And I just feel like everyone justifies bullshit like this until it's done to them. I also want to take this time to say that karma hits different. What's crazy to me is you know when two motherfuckers have no business getting together, especially when they got to keep explaining themselves about how they got together or they have these inconsistent timelines of how it all started. Get the fuck out of here and head the fuck out, please. Disrespectfully. Because it's like no one's buying that shit. And I don't know if morale and integrity is non-existent these days, but there is no excuse for that shady ass raggedy ass behavior period period um next i want to talk about this term that i had saw on social media and um it was in relation to well relative to dating and the term is called breadcrumbing and I was like, I've never heard of this. And I wanted to just share this, you know, with with the listeners. So breadcrumbing is when the crush has no intentions of taking things further, but they like the attention. So they flirt here, there, send DMs, text messages, just to keep the person interested, knowing damn well they're going to remain single. 
there were multiple slides um, to give, I guess, different forms of, of, of bread crumbing and how it can happen. The first one was you find yourself like giving that person more attention than they give you. You might text back more quickly or say yes to plans more often. You probably check in with them regularly, um, but they don't seem to care about you or check on you. You might affirm them and show them that you care, but they don't return the same compassion and concern. Basically, you're giving more and they're giving nothing. Slide two said, they reach out when you start to pull away. What that means is when you show less interest or you don't reach out as much, they'll flirt with you again. You know, they act like their behavior is going to change or that they were busy and act like they're not anymore. Blase, blase. Slide three says um, breadcrumbing also results in like you feeling unimportant or used. Like their behaviors make you feel as if you don't really matter to them. You feel unhappy, confused, or undervalued, and your hurt feelings outweigh your positive ones. There is no affirmation involved in the relationship. And also when it comes to breadcrumbing, they're saying that usually people who are close to you pick up on that behavior. Like your friends will talk about this guy or girl and they just won't be pleased with them. They'll kind of remind you that they can see from the outside looking in that this person's intentions are not pure and they will encourage you to cut things off. But then you have these good moments and I guess you're going to try to convince them like, hey, this person is all right, but they're just like, mm-mm, it's the breadcrumbs. <laughs> um, another one is you feel unhappy and confused more often than happy and secure. So basically, like, I guess if you constantly have to feel uncertain about where you stand with this person, that's that would be a form of breadcrumbing too. Um, and... They seem to have hidden interests or ulterior motives. Um, of course, people are allowed to have interests out, outside of whatever you're doing, especially if it's not like a committed relationship. But breadcrumbers are usually dishonest about their intentions or their level of interest with you. They may lead you on, but they're really trying to get back with the next. Or maybe they're using you to prove a point to someone else or just to feel better about themselves. In general, their motives just aren't general, and they will hurt you or take advantage of you. You know, basically, like, they're, they're all for self. Um, and I guess the conclusion says, breadcrumbers use others by stringing them along with breadcrumbs, only to hurt them. If you worry your partner isn't genuine or they make you happy often or... You may want to reconsider the relationship. Additionally, if you do more for them than they do for you or if your gut or even your loved ones have distrust in them, you should think again. You deserve someone who loves you wholeheartedly, helping you feel secure and confident. You deserve better than breadcrumbing. You deserve a bread loaf. Okay, a word. Um, next, I wanted to touch bases on um i guess it's like some relationship advice and i don't care what anybody says single people can still give relationship advice especially if they have some experience 
So um, long story short, I was having a discussion um, with, with my homegirl. We do like check-ins probably like every other month. And I was giving her an update on like what was happening with me and like my love life and, you know, just letting her know that right now my biggest issue is like establishing a consistent connection and then I can't put everything all on other people. Um, you know, sometimes I'm just out here ghosting people for no reason. I, I don't even know why or what that's about. But then we started talking about her and I basically complimented her and I told her that in her relationship, which she's been in for about a decade, that I admire how she always stands her ground with her partner. And I also proceeded to tell her like, like, don't ever change that like don't ever let up on him continue to always stand your ground with him and don't turn soft and I was like that was one of the biggest mistakes I would say that I I ever did was start turning soft um in in my uh last relationship or marriage or whatever you want to call it and um I just was like yeah I wish that I never did that it was like the biggest mistake and she was like no you know, you were committed to, to your marriage or to your partner. And it wasn't the fact that you turned soft that was the problem. It was the fact that he took advantage of that. And I was like, well, thank you. I love it when somebody can, like, alter your perspective, especially when you're, like, I think it's something that a lot of people do subconsciously. You know, like, you, I don't want to use the word blame, but you kind of take take responsibility or you know hold yourself accountable for something that you may have felt you lacked in and then sometimes maybe you know you really shouldn't shouldn't do that or 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 put that that on you because a lot of times it really has a lot to do more with the person who was violating versus the person who was violated um, but yeah, I'm still going to give that same advice. Um, you know, I know that there's this thing, you know, going around about, you know, women being aggressive and people want them to be submissive and women act like they're men, but you know what? Okay. So maybe no one wants the girl with, I guess, a rough, tough exterior and an interior, but I'm sorry, ladies, I'm. If I could give you any advice, stand your ground and, and, and don't don't let up on whatever it is. Like, if it's going to sacrifice you and, 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 and who you are, then sometimes the compromise just isn't 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 worth it. The compromise could be more of a risk than it can be a benefit, I would say, if I could give any advice based on experience. And um, it's funny because I love it when there's like a domino effect or of, of like a topic I was discussing with somebody and then other things I, I might see on social media correlate with that or it's like a part two to that. So it was funny that even after having that conversation with her, um, I saw a post on social media and... Um, I don't even know who posted it. However, the post said, you know yourself so well, she said. How does one learn this kind of thing? 
I lost myself, I replied. I journeyed until I found myself. In the process, I broke every piece of my mind, my heart, and my soul. I studied all of my fragments, then I put them back together, one trauma, one regret, one resentment at a time. Finally, I drew a map for me to follow, should I ever lose myself again. And um, I posted that on my page. And um, I had a, a caption where I was accountable and lived in my truth. And I was like, I was lost for about six years total and didn't become aware of it until maybe the past three. Been studying my fragments in depth for eight months now and putting everything back together. This journey isn't easy, but I will complete this map so that way I navigate through life knowing without a doubt that I'll never lose myself again. Self-love, self-care, no days off. Well, those are my three hashtags. And yeah, um, I think with anything that you're doing in your life, whether you're going hard for your career or business, your relationship, motherhood, Don't lose yourself if, 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 if it's within your control. Try not to. Um, and I, I'm going to just leave that right there. And my final topic um, is going to be based off of something um, I was listening to on a room in Clubhouse. And it was a room about men and women basically not being capable of, of, of being just friends. Like, especially like if both parties are attractive or if even one may be attractive. And the perspectives were just like crazy. Like it, it was so much bias in the room initially when I was listening to all the viewpoints. But then like the more people brought evidence to the table to support their claims, I'm not gonna lie. I was a little bit swayed. I remember I used to say that there are people that really can be friends and not have anything going on. Like, for instance, I have a best male friend, and he is married, and he has twins. And um, we are completely just friends. Um, and... Have I ever thought or found certain things attractive about him? Absolutely. Absolutely. Have I ever decided to be, like, you know, super inappropriate or anything, even before he got married or anything? No, not, no, I can't say that I have. No, no. And he's not that way with me. So that's my one example that I know that it can exist. Um... However, outside of that, I'm not really sure. I mean, I have another male friend, and I've never dealt with him on any type of sexual level. He's been in relationships. He knew, like, when I was married and stuff like that. But there were a few times that he, like, tried to hit on me and things like that. And it's like, okay, you're disgusting. And I don't think I ever had, like, that conversation with him. Like, you don't talk to me like that because I'm your friend. And I guess it was because I wasn't triggered or so bothered by it because I was not getting with him. Like, that just wasn't a thing. So, I, I guess it's it's true. Like, if, if, <laughs> so again, I guess, yeah, those, 
so yeah, I guess if I would have took up on his offer or I engaged, do I really feel in my heart that something could have potentially happened between me and him? Yeah. I'll be honest and say that, yeah, probably if we ever went away with each other and shared a room and I made a pass at him, do I think he would have took me down? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But back to this clubhouse discussion. Some women were saying, like, there is no way you can really be friends with a man unless he's gay. All the male friends I've ever had, they like me one way or another. Even if they don't necessarily try to sleep with you, just little comments that they do make. And like she said, she's not sure sometimes if it's just a test or if it's really just coming from a fan place, you know, telling you that you look good or something like that. And I don't know. Um, some woman felt like it was all about ego with the man, like, because men, you know, have super, tend to have super egos more so than women, that there's no way that any man's just gonna sit there and just completely be friends with the woman especially if she is attractive and not have a moment where they're not going to try something like what if she just got out of a breakup and she was crying like basically saying like some of them will try to manipulate you in one way or another um some other girl gave a very interesting story and was like that she had like a best friend best male friend and that um, he was attractive, and she knew that he thought she was attractive, and that um, they, um, I think, had kissed maybe a few times, like, but it never went any further because they would always stop each other, and that she ended up getting married, and that, of course, he never crossed any boundaries, but what she found very interesting is that when he would date someone, he he never would let it, you know, be known that he had once had an interest in her. And she felt like that was something that maybe he should have shared with people he dated. That one I couldn't really agree with because it was like, okay, you're already married at this point. Why would he even need to share that? But then again, you know what? Let me stop because I would kind of be pissed off too if I was hanging out with a guy that I'm dating, he has a female best friend who's married, and then they used to make out, and even though they never took each other down, yeah, I don't know. <sighs> this this topic, like, I can go on forever. It's like I, I want to take one side, but then it's like it's 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 so hard. But um Another interesting thing that came up in the topic is they were talking about pretty privilege and handsome privilege. I've never heard those terms before. And they were basically just saying, like, when you are, I guess, a nice-looking person, you know, you're cute, you're pretty, you're handsome, you're fine, sexy, or what, whatever it is that you have going, you know, in, in a physical sense, that you are basically you're always kind of gonna have like so, so you know so so many options or basically like good looking people it's more tough for them to basically like be just friends as opposed to like 
people who are not that attractive and somebody was basically in the room kind of being rude basically implying that a lot of the people that claim that they are just friends and have never done anything with each other that they're usually people who are not that attractive <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to laugh but um you know that i'm here for ugly shaming um when 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 appropriate when it when it's deemed appropriate and i don't know i'm i think i might have to agree with that if i'm thinking about the people that i know in the greater boston area or just anybody in in, in massachusetts i don't know of two good looking people that are of the opposite sex and best friends I don't even know, like, even in the, like, music industry or entertainment business, I'm not sure if there's anybody. Yeah. So, I, there, I'm going to have to, yeah, kind of agree with that, that there is some, a pretty privilege or, or a handsome privilege, like, you know, so, um, yeah, and, um, I'm going to end it off really just saying what, what I really feel in my heart. Let's just take... All right. Lately, I've been having a thing for Plies since he didn't got these new teeth or whatever he's got going on. If Plies was my best friend... Oh, you know what? I can even take the game because everybody know the game is my boo. And if I had to sit there and be best friends with the game... And it be strictly friends and I don't think anything about that would be capped. That would be a lie. And to say that if he, if we were, okay, let's just say if we were posing. Because a lot of people do that as well. Pose like, oh yeah, we're best friends. You know, a male and a female. And if the game or plies were my best male friend and they tried to take me down, would I decline? No, I probably wouldn't. So I think the more of the story is, for me, is that the only way I can be probably best friends with a man at this time in my life, it definitely is going to have to be somebody that I don't want to take down. Yeah, like if I even see myself taking you down, because I mean, one thing is for certain, like I'm not even going to front here. Women know from the moments, like a few conversations of, 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 of talking to you or whatever, if we would take you down or not. So, yeah, if I would take you down, I don't need to be posing as best friends with you. Yeah, that's just, I don't, mm. and I'm not going to lie, like anybody that would be trying to be like my best male friend, um, I... I probably would be wondering. Yeah, sometimes you do wonder. I think somebody else brought that up in Clubhouse. Like, even when you're friends with the opposite sex, especially if the person person is, is attractive or just in general, I'm sure sometimes you just have, like, those moments of weakness because y'all bond so well and understand each other that you, you wouldn't sometimes even think, like, oh, what if we were together, you know, romantically? You know, it's just, I don't know, that's a tough one. It, it really is. Um, and I think I've rambled on enough about it. Um, so that's it for this week's episode um, um, of The Purge. I will be back next week. 
And I thank you so much for tuning in with me tonight and listening. And I'm sending peace, love, and light until next time. Six track.